Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, and we give you permission to do what you desire to do. We pray that you would make our minds and our hearts and our souls, Lord, the fertile soil of the gospel. That your word may bear great and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you love me? This is the question that Jesus asked Simon Peter. Do you love me? We have this, this first response from the first question of Jesus, Simon Peter. Yes, Lord, like, you know everything. You know that I love you. I want to think the context of when Jesus is asking this question that the, this is, he had already appeared to them in the resurrection. They go back to Galilee because he had told them. He says, Look, tell, tell my brothers, go back to Galilee and I will meet them there. And so they're in Galilee, they're back home. And when we're back home, what do, we, what do we like to do? We like to do the things that we're comfortable with. And we like to, to go back to things that, when I go home, I like to go in the woods. It's awesome. As a kid, I was in the woods all the time. There's a certain sense of freedom and joy that's there. So Peter's like, well, I'm back home, I'm waiting on Jesus, I'm going fishing, right? Let's go fishing. So they go fishing with him. And then they go fishing, and it looks like the same thing happens the last time Peter went fishing. They didn't catch a dang thing, right? Remember the last time the Lord was, Jesus, excuse me, Simon Peter was fishing was right before Jesus called him. And they fished all night long, and they didn't catch a dang thing, nothing, no fish. And then Jesus gets in the boat, and he says, okay, put out a little bit, and put out into the deep, and lower your nets. And Simon's like, hey, man. I appreciate that you're, you know, the Messiah and all that stuff, but you're from Nazareth. There's no water out there. I'm the fisherman. Ah, not so sure, but at your command, Lord, I'll, I'll throw out the nets. And there's a miraculous catch. And at that moment, what happens, there's this conversion. There's this conversion of Peter's heart that he recognized who Jesus is. Like, oh, like he gets on his knees and he says, Lord, depart from me for I am a sinful man. This conversion. And then at that moment is the moment that Jesus called him. He says, now leave everything, right, and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And that's what they do. It leaves everything. So they left their nets. They left everything, and they follow Jesus. So this first call and this first conversion through this experience of fishing and then a miraculous catch. And so back post-resurrection, Peter is fishing again. Jesus comes, and Jesus, this intention here in this encounter, part of it is to call Peter to something new again, to a deeper conversion and a deeper mission. A deeper conversion and a deeper mission. And so he says, oh, I know they're fishing. I'm going to show up. So he shows up, and, you know, it's kind of like jabbing at him a little bit. I feel like, hey, boys, y'all catch any fish? 
Uh, no. <laughs> no fish. Why don't you throw it off the right side? They throw it off, and there's a miraculous catch. And just like at the resurrection, that Peter's a little slower than John. John was also there when they had the first miraculous catch. And he says, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. But Peter, excited, oh my gosh, it's the Lord. He dives in and he swims over to the shore and like, oh my Lord, here you are. And then they have this beautiful meal. And then Jesus takes him aside and he asks him this question. Do you love me? Do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then what does Jesus ask him? What does Jesus command him? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And Jesus asked him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, Lord, yes, you know that I love you. Shepherd my lambs. And then Jesus asked him again. It says Simon Peter's distressed that he asked him again. Why is he distressed that he asked him again? There, there are multiple reasons of this. One is this, is that they are by a charcoal fire. And this is the third time Jesus is asking if he loves him. The last time Peter was by a charcoal fire, he got asked three times, hey, you were, you were with Jesus. You were one of his disciples. Not me. Not me. No, 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 you're, you're a Galilean. You, you talk like him. You were one of his disciples. No, 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 not I. And then a third time, and then the cock crows, and he recognizes that, that Jesus told him, like, you would deny me three times, and he denied him three times, and he whipped, wept bitterly because he denied the Lord of whom he loved. So in this moment when Jesus is asking him for the third time, do you love me? He's like calling to mind this reality. Peter's like, ah, ah, Lord, you know everything. And you know that I love you. And how beautiful it is that Peter can say that, knowing that he had denied him. And that the merciful gaze of Jesus allowed him. Right? Because because what could have happened there? Peter could have been like, ah. Uh, I see where you're going with this, Lord. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't love you. Like, I don't. Not like I need to. But the merciful gaze of Jesus there, even as he's asking him, knowing this, he's giving Peter an opportunity to make reparation, to make, to make healing of his heart, and to, to heal that relationship as he had denied the Lord. Lord, you know that I love you. And so then Jesus asked him again, then, then feed my sheep. Like, Peter, if you want... If you want to live like the real love, like this deeper call, when I called you the first time, it was at the beginning. It was at the beginning, and now there's been these, these three years of conversion, this three years of deeper formation. And yes, there have been times when you have just done fantastic, and there have been times when you've fallen flat on your face, and there were three times that you denied me. But Peter, I still love you. Do you love me? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's so good. 
<laughs> Where do you go now with that now, right? You know, right? <laughs> okay. Go fishing. <laughs> That's right. It says, feed my sheep. Now feed my sheep. Like, like if, you, if you want to manifest, if you want to manifest authentic love for me, then feed my sheep. St. John will tell us this in his letter. He says, how can you say you love God whom you do not see if you do not love your brother whom you do see? How can you say that you love God whom you do not see, whom you cannot see, and with our own eyes, if we do not love our brother whom we do see? Jesus, he asked St. Paul, right? He says, Saul, Saul, before his conversion, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my followers? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my friends? He didn't say, why are you persecuting the poor? He says, why are you persecuting me? In Matthew 25, Jesus tells this parable, right, that when we meet him face to face at the end of our lives, and that whether we go to heaven or don't go to heaven, it is based on this, whatever you have done for me, whatever you've done right for the least of my brothers and sisters, you have done for me. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, ill, or in prison, you visited me. When I was lonely, you comforted me. He doesn't say you did it to my friends. He doesn't say you did it to my believers. He says you did it to me. And Jesus identifies himself with our brothers and sisters, especially the poor, especially the poor and those most in need. And so Jesus is asking Peter, like, Peter, if you love me, then this is how you manifest it in a tangible way. He didn't ask him, right? He didn't ask him, Jesus, I mean, Peter, do you have affection for me? Because that's one thing that's different. Like, you have affection for me. Do you have warm, fuzzy feelings in your heart for me, Peter? Maybe that's when you're like, no, right? Like, do you love me? Like, do you, do you want to tangibly give your life away? Do you want to tangibly serve me? Because when you were younger, he says, when you were younger, you put on your own clothes, and you went wherever the heck you wanted. When you are older, when you are older, Peter, when you have matured in your faith, when I'm asking you now, not at the first conversion, but at this later conversion now, Peter, when you are older now, someone will tie a belt around your waist and they will lead you where you do not want to go. St. John says that this indicated the death of which Peter might die by, that he was crucified. He ran away the first time. He denied Jesus three times out of fear of this crucifixion. But in this deeper moment of conversion, in this deeper act of love, and even actually, like it was interesting, it's not in the scriptures, but it's part of the tradition of the church. During the persecution of Christians, Peter's walking out of Rome. Peter's walking out of Rome. And there's a young boy that meets him on the way out of Rome, on the great Roman road walking out, and this young boy meets him, and he says, Peter, quo vadis? 
Quo vadis, Peter? Where are you going? And then Peter says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And so he asked the little boy, Quo vadis, where are you going? And the little boy says, I'm, I'm going into Rome to be crucified. And Peter recognized in that moment that this little boy was like a manifestation of Christ. So Peter's heart was convicted again. And so he turned around, turned around, went back to Rome, and he offered his life for Christ. Right now, the Lord is asking us in this Easter season, do you love me? Do you love me? And so then he puts before us, then feed my sheep. For us to love the Lord, for, us to, for our love of God to manifest itself in a tangible way, he told his disciples in, in the, in, at the Last Supper, it's in John's 14th chapter, he says, if you love me, then keep my commandments. What are those commandments? To love the Lord our God with all our mind, our heart, our soul, and our strength, and our neighbor as ourself. And this call, like this reality, if we are to live as authentic disciples of Christ, this continual conversion, and to give our lives away for those whom need to, to experience the manifestation of God's love. So a practical thing that I want to invite you to do in this Easter season, I'm going to do it when I get home. Take a dry erase marker. If you don't have one, then Amazon will send you one in two days. Okay? Take a dry erase marker and, and on your bathroom mirror, write at the top, like right where you brush your teeth, right up here, Right, do you love me? Do you love me? And then on the side of that, write the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Right here. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Visit the sick and imprisoned. Right, pray for the dying. Counsel the doubtful. Like just write the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Do you love me? In the morning, it's asking, like the Lord is asking us, and then here, here's how he tells us to love. Now, we can't save every single human being, right, individually. We can't do all these things on our own. But as a corporate body, we can make a great difference by loving the Lord, by loving those of whom need love the most. We said, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And there's so many opportunities to do that, so many opportunities. And he doesn't want us to do it out of a sense of guilt, it's not in this sense of guilt, like you have to earn, that we have to earn his love, but because we have been loved so much by God that we are the poor ones, that we are the poor ones. In our sin, we have nothing. We have nothing. And the Lord has loved us. And it is by recognizing the amazing love that God has given us, they're like, oh my gosh, Lord, I want to love you in return. Feed my sheep. feed my sheep. Jesus asked Peter at this deeper conversion, and Jesus asked now at this moment of deeper conversion, do you love me? And let, us, let us say to the Lord, Lord, you know that I love you. You know that it's imperfect, and I want to love you more. And then he tells us, then shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. And let us respond by loving those who need love the most. Lord Jesus, Give us the grace to love you in the poorest of the poor, to manifest your love for us in a tangible way.